This week, the obvious question is, how do you listen to someone you can't stand? I'm Mike Trevisano, and on this episode, I ask my two co-hosts, Bob Meyer and Joe Vitalik, how do you interact with someone who you fundamentally disagree with? How do you move forward, especially when you have to, maybe you work with them or you live with them, when what you think is polar opposite to what they think? I got the idea of this question a couple of, in two ways. One is sort of the macro way, which is right now we've got the um, presidential race on and everybody's got their sides and you see posts on social media and you see everybody having opinions and you're, you're, it's difficult to, to listen to someone who's on the, other, on the other team, right, regardless of whatever team you are. But that's the exact thing that we kind of have to do. If we're going to get anywhere, we have, we have to be able to listen to what they're saying and kind of understand it, right? Uh, on the smaller scale, it, it's there for me as well. I, if, if I may, I've got some, some people, some colleagues that I very much differ with on some opinions. But I know I've got to listen to them. I've got to be able to hear what they're saying. But real often, I don't even want to be in the room with them. I, it's, it's only... It's only, uh, I don't know, the threat of jail that keeps me, keeps me from just attacking them sometimes, right? And, and so what I, what I want to know is from you guys, how do, how do I listen to somebody I, I can't stand? Yeah. It's funny, Mike. My first reaction to what you said was, why? Why would you? I mean, what, like for me, I'm thinking, I can't stand the person, don't want to be around them, don't want to, I'm not interested in what they're saying. Why do it? Why put myself through it? And then as you were telling the story and talking more about it, I thought to myself, on the other hand, there's, if, I, if there's, that's really true, all that stuff is true, then they, they're coming from some different place or some different way or whatever that I don't know how long I can tolerate it, you know, if it has to come like in, in a small segments or something, but it seems like there'd be some value in doing that. So I'd have to switch my thinking from, I don't want to do this at all, to maybe there's some value in this. And then recognize that they're talking, I'm listening. Am I, am I listening well? Am I hearing what they're really saying? Because I, I know a lot of times I, you know, by appearance or by something, some generic statement that's made, I might write the person off completely just by, and then the more I listen to them, the more I get to know them, the more I understand it, the more interested I am in actually hearing what they have to say, which uh, again, going back to the beginning of saying, why do it at all? I've probably done that in a few cases. And and then later on, get caught by surprise by something really interesting the person says, or really what I would say is intelligent, you know, because it matches what I'm thinking or it matches what I, I, I believe to be true. That always makes it much more interesting. But I think there's, there's value in that somewhere. I just, I don't know for myself, I'm not sure exactly what, what would prompt me or ask me to prompt you to do it, you know, to say, well, just listen, Mike, just be better at that. <laughs> right. Yeah, Mike, Mike, for me, this is a great question because I had a couple of situations in the last week where I think my issue is where somebody maybe I don't want to listen to, but um, they want to get in a debate with me. And I know something about myself that I'm this peaceful, loving guy. At least that's how I picture myself. I, mm-hmm. You guys might differ. Uh, I'm, I'm being sarcastic here. But anyway, I'm not a debater. I, I don't I don't like conflict and I don't like to be challenged. And, you know, I, I there's probably some people that do like, yeah, challenge me. I've got to win this argument. But um, I'm not the guy that needs to win the argument. And it's not because I'm better than that person. Like I try to see beyond like their words that 
you know, what, what's behind this? Why do they need to be right? And, and I'm okay with stepping away from that conversation, but it still irks me in that, like, oh, I, I really don't like, it bothers me more, like, why do I not like that person? Or why can't I listen to them? Because, yeah, you're right, you kind of tune the person out. But for me, it's more about, like, why are they under my skin kind of thing? And I, I think it's a, it's an emotional thing, too. Like, it's that immediate reaction, like, all the judgments and um, the beliefs that I have about that person, I think, are wrapped up in that. Uh, you know, talk about the political debates or whatever in terms of we're seeing these candidates on, on the screen and everything, every sliver of their life that we've seen has been controlled, right? It's mm -hmm. been controlled by the media, not by us. It's like, I don't know Donald Trump. Maybe if I ran into him in a coffee shop and he said, hey, Bob, what do you want? You want to you know, on a cappuccino? Yeah, sure, I'll buy that for you. I might have a different opinion of him than the guy that I'm seeing that, you know, a perfectly edited media production kind of piece, whether that's a commercial he puts on TV or, or a soundbite somebody grabs and then you're missing the context of another minute and a half of what he said. Um, yeah, who am I to judge him? But I do anyway, you know, so. <laughs> um, but listening to someone you can't stand, it, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I, I think you got to get back into who are they and, and making that person real to yourself and maybe that's stepping away from that conversation. And maybe if, if I did it in the right manner, it might be, can you know, I like I said earlier, I like to walk away from things. I don't like to walk away from things, but that's my approach to handling them. And it's probably the wrong approach. A better approach would be saying, you know, I, I really don't want to be a, a part of this conversation. I've got another person in my life that really loves to talk politics, a close family member. And even my mm. ki kids say, I don't, I hate when so-and-so calls me and, they're talking about Obama, and I don't really feel comfortable. Can you tell them? Well, you know, I'd love to have lunch with you, but I really don't want to talk about religion and politics. Mm -hmm. I, the, for me, the problem is in in conversations where I have to engage. Yeah, you know, because because that I'm not saying I have the courage or the the cool to be able to say to somebody I'm I'm close to or even not close to. Hey, you know what I. That's just a topic that maybe isn't good for us to talk about. So let's talk about. Some, I I may be able to do that. I I think I I think I could. I think I would. But what about these spots where I have to? And in in a lot of ways, even these deeper, even a political conversation, sometimes we have to. I'm sort of preaching on the bigger sense. Like we have to be able to listen to each other and talk these things out, or else we're just going to be stuck in gridlock forever. What I tend to do, however, is just the opposite. They start saying something, and not only do I not want to listen to them, but it, I, they press a button in me where I, now I want to be right. And now I want to go to my corner and really, you know, bolster up and start throwing the best punches I can. Now I'm, I'm really not listening. Now we're just shouting at each other. Even if it sounds civil, if it sounds intellectual, whatever, we're just throwing punches. I'm not hearing you. You're definitely not hearing me. And we're not going to get anywhere. And that, more often than not, is kind of where I wind up. Yeah. Maybe uh, the part about you can't stand them, I wonder if that really plays a part that you could just say, why do we not listen to certain people in certain situations? Does the standing really matter? And the reason why I bring that up, I think about like kid situations. We all get yeah. into those where... And sometimes from a parental standpoint, it might differ. Like last night, Christy um, had an issue with Bailey, our daughter. And, you know, and they were, they're not talking to each other. There's doors slamming kind of thing. And, 
and you know get out of my room kind of thing and I'm not really in it I'm not in the moment I don't have that same conflict or tension and I said to Christy I said well another conversation for another time I said it's just the wrong time you know it's it's like she's heated and she's got a, a point to prove and and Bailey's heated and I don't know that she has a point to prove, but there's emotions wrapped up into, you know, an 18-year-old girl kind of thing. And uh, I, I'm like, well, I, you know, I feel obligated, like, I'm going to have that conversation. And it's about cleaning her room, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. keeping things tidy. And Christy found some of, you know, because she's a girl, you know, they share different products and things like that. And she's like, goes into her bathroom and she found, like, one a piece of her jewelry in there. And she's like, why is this in here? And it really kind of escalated where a lot of shouting and no listening so um, maybe that's – I don't know what you guys think about that. It doesn't matter if, if you can stand the person. Maybe, maybe it's more critical if you can stand the person. And, and I go from stand to like to love to say if you have an emotional stake vested in that person, um, it, it might be even harder to listen to the truth. Um, if I have no vested interest in the person, like there's certainly there's people that I see on TV or at work or, you know, somewhere else that I'm like, or even on my tennis team, you know, I, I'm like, I don't like that guy. Like, I'm not going to get to know him or whatever. I'm not going to listen to what he has to say. Um, maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, Mike, it's funny. You know, Bob's talking about you know, that person you're close to. And I, I see that, you know, that, that easy, it's easier to hurt the people you love or to be, less less uh, caring in certain ways because you know you're connected to them and you you kind of believe they're going to be there anyway with work you kind of pretend a little bit differently but when you're talking about the work environment i thought what came to mind for me is two examples uh and the question of what if you work for these people what if they have control over you two examples in my life where i i work for two different people and um and i couldn't deal with either one of them i felt like i, I need to do something and and because i was so frustrated I didn't get into the argument stuff and the back and forth. I mean, that happened for a little bit, but then I, what I did was, and I, I don't know how exactly this happened, but I just confronted it authentically. In other words, I walked into the situation, asked for time to talk to the person, sat down with them, and assumed I would get fired, assumed I would get let go or, or something bad would happen. But I didn't, at that moment, I didn't have any other choice. I felt like I had no other choice. I could either continue to live in that environment you're describing or the one that Bob's describing, or, or do something. And because I didn't know what to do, I just did it, you know, in the sense of being authentic. And I remember talking to the one person and saying, you know, I just have a hard time working with you, and, I, and here's why. And I kind of laid out all the stuff that bugged me. And, I, and to my surprise, rather than confront me the way he would have normally, he kind of kicked back and said, tell me more about that. And, and I don't think I changed him in that sense, but I think because I was being real, it gave him an opportunity to be questioning or curious about what I was saying because I wasn't saying it. He, I think he could sense I wasn't saying it to hurt him. I was saying it to resolve my issues, my issues, not his issues. But he took them on himself. And at the end of the conversation, he said to me, um, are you willing to stay on? And I said, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to be shown the door here today. And he said, no, no, no. He said, I, I'm a little concerned that you would walk out. And I said, you know, based upon what you told me. And I said, well, yeah. He said, and if I improve on the things that you're talking about, would you be like a, and he used the word cheerleader. He said, would you be like a cheerleader for me? And I said, yeah. He said, because right now there's a lot of bad stuff going on around. I know there's stuff going on. He said, and if you would be willing to speak well, if things got better, then I'd really appreciate that. And I said, yes. And he became one of the best leaders I ever worked for and, and certainly a good friend. 
And my second example is, is exactly like that, the same exact thing. I confronted an issue from a, a real perspective, not that stuff that you're talking about arguing at that high level and you know, back and forth trying to win the argument, but rather just mm-hmm. laying out there and just saying, here's where I am, you know, and, and saying it. And I, I, I would say that's, I, I don't know if I can call myself authentic at that moment, but I felt like I just I had no other choice but to say what was real at that moment, not not try to win it, not try. I, in fact, I thought I would lose. In both cases, I thought I would be unemployed <laughs> out the door. If I, I want to break in because I, based on or coming from what both of you guys are saying, I'm, I'm learning, learning something I should know. I, I think maybe I do know, and, and again, I just keep forgetting. Is you know, my, my obvious question is how to li- how do you listen to someone you can't stand? But I already can tell that's not really my question. Is how can I listen to someone whose opinion is something I can't stand? Because do I, can I really not stand the person? It seems a little different. And as I review in my head, is there anyone really at their heart I can't stand? No, it's their opinions. It's the way they think. It differs from mine, and and I and that's the thing I can't stand. Making that separation is helpful for me. Right? Even just talking to you guys right now, like wow, that's mm-hmm. that's true. If I can attach, if I can attack the thing that I can't stand being their opinion not the person, then that changes the whole vibe of the conversation for me. But what I'm curious about, Joe, in, in, can you talk a little bit more about when, when you say you were authentic? I don't, I don't I mean for you to I don't know, have to recreate the conversation or what did that sound like? What, what did that even sound like? Because I, I can imagine it. Well, you say something like I, I said and I said something that was real. I would imagine for someone listening to this, including myself, that could be like, so I just told him where it was at. You know, here's, here's, here's what's real. You're wrong or something. I don't know. You know, and I'm right back in the loop. So what did that, can you describe what it looked like? What is being real in, in a, something like that? What does yeah. it look like? What does it sound like? Yeah, well, I can remember very distinctly, um, actually, both conversations. I'll, I kind of said a little bit about the first one. The second one, that this person was a, a high-level uh, leader at the company and he wanted me to work for him and all the stuff I'd heard was bad everything I knew about him was he's not the kind of person I'd want to align myself with or be part of and and so rather than you know say well you know I've got so much going on right now and you know make a dozen different excuses which are somewhat true I remember saying to him um, everything I've heard isn't good you know about you and I, I wouldn't I don't want to put myself in a place where I have to struggle with that every day. And he got kind of curious. And he looked at me and said, what have you heard? And I said, well, here's the stuff I've heard. I don't know if any of it's true, but, but it, it makes me wonder. He said, well, is there anybody you trust that works for me today that you would, you would listen to? And I said, oh, yeah, I know a couple of people that you know, work directly for you. He says, well, how about this? He said, give them a call. Ask them what they think. You're welcome to talk about any situations with me, whatever else, and I'll do what I can to to also give you whatever feedback I can and then make your decision. I won't force you to come work for me. That would be foolish, he said, but I'd, op- I'd open the opportunity and I'd offer you an opportunity to get to know me better and see if I'm not the person that I think I am, that, you know, that I could prove that to you. And I, I went in with kind of this hesitation, like, this is all going to be staged. I can see what's going to happen. But I, I did connect with a couple of people that I knew really well, and they said to me, a lot of what you see on the surface is misinterpreted. Mis, mis, not that's not the right word. <laughs> mis, misinterpreted, you know. <laughs> it's, <not over. laughs> it's misinterpreted. It's something, yeah, something like. That. And he said, "So if you just give me a chance, and 
and see for yourself. He said, I, I believe you'll see it's true. And the first person I called, they said, he's a little bit rough on the edges, but boy, he really, one thing I can tell you is he will always support you. He will always be in your corner. He'll always, you know, be there for you when you need him. This is a, a unique person who has uh, the skill, the knowledge, the ability to support you 100%. That doesn't mean he's always going to think you're right or he's going to do things that you want to do. He said, but he'll never, he'll never go behind your back. He'll, he'll always support you in, from a corporate standpoint and a personal standpoint. And I would say over the years that I worked with him, he was like that. And the more I got to know him, the more I understood his abruptness was about defending what he believed to be true. And so if you're, like you said, if my opinion differed from his, he'd always seem like a jerk to me because he would have his way. But when I looked at what he actually did and what he was doing with people, very supportive of people, a really nice leader, a good person. And, and once I started working for him, I could see that more clearly. And it wasn't like now I'm on the inside and so I got it made. It was more like now I can see what's really happening. And he was coming up, you know, for want of a better word, against a bunch of assholes who wanted it to be different. And he wasn't going to budge on it. He was going to support the people that work for him. So I, I remember the words being very clear to me as telling him how it was more about how I felt than about what he was doing, although they're mm. mostly tied together. Here's what I heard. Here's what I, it's all about my experience. And he was quick to want to help me with that, to help me want to understand that maybe my experience isn't quite what's real, you know, what's really going on. Yeah, that's, Very a, that's a good uh, story, Joe. You know, the one thing is it, it sounds almost like a fairy tale because, you know, the way you put it out there, it's, it's, uh, it worked out, let's say, in your favor, in his favor, where there was no disagreement, no um, you know, conflict, because if he were the person that you thought he was, he probably would have been very defensive. And, and immediately you said you went into his office, and he's like, no, let me show you this, call this person, talk to this person. Um, so you know, immediately, as you stated that, you could see that he's much more multifaceted than maybe you, you thought he was. Um, and He's, he, I, I mean, I guess he was a great leader, right? But, but how did you feel? Like, did you feel like you were wrong and he was right, or I felt like I listened to the hype. I think I felt like I'd listened to the stories that were out there, and then without really knowing the person, I I listened to people around me that had been negatively impacted because their opinions differed from his. In other words, um, what Mike said earlier: it's not who the person is; it's it's what they feel strongly about, and if you you see it one way and a person has you know, bad mouths that person and then the image changes for you, all of a sudden you don't have the real person at that moment. But both, both of these people and other people you know, in my life, when they, the, the, the message, the thing you said a minute ago is really important is that they don't defend it. They're curious about what I say. Like if I come in and say, and, and, and I, I can feel it when you guys do it with me or when someone does it with me, I can feel when they're looking out for my best interests and they're saying something that, is making me curious about what they've said. Like if someone said to me, you know, it's hard for me to listen when you say this because it impacts me this way. I, mean, I could be defensive right away and say, well, that's too bad. You know, I'm just going to say it that way. Or I could say, wow, I, I didn't realize that. Tell me, what am I doing? And I think if not everybody, the majority of people want that. They, they want to be understood and they want to, they're doing it poorly and you can help them to do it better. You can help them to become curious and say, you know, tell me more about that because I certainly don't want to be this person. I mean, think about all the people you know. Do you think the ones that you're reacting to poorly that are that are not doing well for you, if they're really intending to do something like that or if they're just, as you said earlier, scared or in a funny position, don't know what they're doing, maybe they're, they're over their heads, that kind of thing. 
if you really think about it, I think to people I've spoken with, every one of them wants to be a good person, wants to do a good thing. They might not be doing it on the surface, but they need people like you to be able to, to say it in a way they can hear. That's very important because if you get in this defensive way, you know, and argue and stuff, you create this kind of friction that real conversation doesn't happen. And I believe it will happen when, when I feel like when I, I do it well, when I, and then their curiosity peaks. Now, I probably I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I probably had situations where I didn't handle that well, and I confronted it, and I went at it, and, and I'd tell a story that that person's a jerk, and I don't want to deal with them. But I, I can't think of any of those right now off the top of my head, but I'm fairly certain there, there have been situations like that. But I put that on me again, that I didn't handle it very well. I didn't go in and, and, uh, and reveal what was real for me at that moment. I, I kind of came at them. You know, what do you expect? You back the person to a corner, they're going to come back at you. They're going to try to win, just just like you were doing, Mike. You're saying, you know, when this person gets to that point, you you kind of win, want to win at that point, at that moment. Mm -hmm. They yeah. do, you know, they don't lose that edge. They don't want to, at that point, fold their tent and go home. They want to be in your face. And if they have power, look out. I mean, if they're misguided by who they are, what the role is, what they're supposed to be, you know, everybody's playing a role. So they they get lost in that. I think. I, I suppose it 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 uh, it's awful helpful to remember that, just as you said, Joe. Unless there's some kind of psychopath or something like that, that they believe in what in in where they're coming from, like they believe it's the right avenue for for whatever reason. They, this is the right thing. This is the right thing to believe, and that's why I need you to believe it too, because I believe it truly that it's right. Right? There's something to be said for that. That if I can recognize that the other person, you know, is passionate about whatever they're thinking, because they think it's not because they're trying to be some villain. You know, they're not trying to be deceitful usually, right? Right. Usually. Right. Uh, it's it's because they think it's the it's the right thing. Yeah. And I think you know, in the situations where you're in those conversations, like like with these two fellows I'm talking about, is that it's it's really on me to resolve my stuff, you know, to do something and to go in that room and say, "Well, I argue with this person and they just don't get it." You know, it's like I'm I'm kind of giving everything over to them to resolve it versus where do I take my stand? What, what do I think is important in that moment? And from, again, from my personal experiences, the better I do that, the more I can reveal that, the more I can not threaten them. Like there's, there's a difference between saying you're a jerk and I, I'm feeling something a certain way. And I think, you know, the mm. fact that you're reacting to something for the person to say, well, you shouldn't be. I think that doesn't sound right to me. But if I say, hey, you're a jerk, they're going to defend that immediately. You know, yeah. you're, you're stupid. They're going to defend that immediately. So I mean, coming at it from, <clears throat> excuse me, from the perspective that that I, I think this is an impact on me and how it's and in effect impacting me, will have much more out better outcome than by claiming I own the truth and you're wrong. You know that you're absolutely wrong on this, which I've done. <laughs> I know that from experience. It doesn't work. You, you bang heads for a while and eventually. I just thought of a third person I had the same kind of situation with, and it worked out really well. Yeah, I mean, I probably, the list is growing, but, but it sounds yeah. like they all work out good. So that's a good yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a kind of a closing statement, and uh, it's pretty simple. I, I'm going to go from a different angle, guys, and say I contend that we can't listen to people we can't stand. Um, I'm going to defend that to the death, basically, and say that's the way it is. Because if you can't stand them, you've got to resolve that issue first before you can actually be attentive and be listening. So, you know, back to Mike's original question, I, I think you've got you've to isolate that I can't stand them part of it 
uh, before you can get through to the listening part of things. And maybe I'm a psychopath. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I kind of agree with you, Bob. So I maybe do. (laughs) There is that issue of not. I think Mike kind of cleared it up for me when he said, uh, "It's not that I can't stand the person. I don't like what they're saying. I don't. I don't like their opinion or something." Which that's a very different way to look at it. I think so. I, I I agree with you on the one hand. On the other hand, I'd say. Uh, by definition, I would be tending more to say that's more on me to recognize, to separate the person from the idea. And that's hard to do because we're, we are nothing more than, in a sense, a collection of all the things we do and say and opinions and so on like that. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much, both of you. We're at the end of our, our sort of goal time. We try to keep it within. Uh, so thanks very much uh, to, to those of you listening. Uh, how would you answer this question? How how can you listen to someone you can't stand? How can you listen to an opinion that you can't stand when all you want to do is fight it? So join us at obviousquestion.wordpress.com and tell us what you think. Tell us what you think of uh, what we said, too. And thanks very much. And, and also, if you're listening and you think this podcast is cool, tell some people. That'd be cool. Thanks. Thanks.